morning. So I thought today I'd talk about how I schedule out my work, how I keep my books um, in the sense of how do I figure out when I'm actually booking work for and how do I keep adjusting that over time so that I'm as accurate as I can be. As most of you guys know, I'm at this point I'm booking two to three months out and at any given moment, I'm often several weeks behind what I thought I was going to be. I keep my books in a, a notebook. It's a Moleskine, 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 uh, weekly planner that has a sort of paragraph space for each day. And you can see a week at a glance in a, any two-page spread. And that gives me enough room to write down all the information about a customer that I can. Their name, their address, their Instagram handle or email, depending on which way they reached out, and exactly what they wanted. And it's just enough room that on average I can schedule in a day's worth of work in one of the spaces for each of the days of the week. So by writing in each order as it comes in, it allows me to have a rough sense of where I am in the year so that when somebody reaches out to say, I'd like to order something, I can say, sure, I'm booking, well, right now I'm booking the very end of July. I've got one more day in July to book and then I'm on to August. Now, two things mess me up. The first is um, just the daily creep of something comes up at school. I've got to be the point person. That's a half day gone. Something happens where I need to spend some time doing things other than what I had scheduled for that day stuff comes up. So I'm never right where I think I'm supposed to be. It never works out that on a given day I actually do the work that's written on that day and I had to let go of that feeling of messiness that used to bother me quite a lot. Scheduling the work into the days is simply a tool that allows me to get a roughly accurate estimate of where I might be. And the messiness of daily life pushes me back and back. So one of the things I've gotten better at is recognizing, okay, I should schedule a blank day into each week. And that will help deal with sort of the slop in each of the days. So I fully book out four of the five days of the week. And that allows me to fill in, because the other thing that happens is people will reach out and want to add to their orders, which is great. But it, by letting people add to their orders, it throws off where I am in the week. So that fourth, that, sorry, that fifth day that I don't schedule per week is the slack that allows me to add to people's orders without it throwing off the count too much and also shift 
uh, shift people's orders around. Like if I for completely forget to write someone's order down and then they reach out and say, hey, just checking in on my order and I say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, let me do it tomorrow. That slack is built into the system. And while it doesn't happen all the time, it happens often enough that I'm, it's useful to have it. I also need to give myself time in each week to do the bookkeeping and the post office run, which together account for about a half day's work. So really by booking four days and then having a half day's administration work, I have realistically a half day of slack built into each week, which four hours is, is not much. If I'm off by an hour each day for some reason, it's gone right there. The other thing that really throws me off is when I introduce something and it starts to take up more of my time. So last year it was starting to sell these tools and all of a sudden I'd have to spend a day a week, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, uh, maybe not half a, maybe, maybe half a day, once or twice a month packaging up tools and handling all the administrative all the administration that comes with selling these tools that were not figured into the time uh, that I was going to spend actually making spoons and blanks. The thing that happened this year was my spoon of the month club, which I thought was going to be, you know, 10, maybe 15 people who were going to get a spoon for me each month, and it was going to take me three days to carve 15 spoons. And instead, I have 36 people, I think, signed up now, and it takes me a week and a half to get through that Spoon of the Month Club. So there was a lag time where part of the reason why I'm running three weeks late at this point is that there was a lag time between me recognizing what a beast that was going to become in terms of uh, gobbling up my time and me scheduling that time into my books. Because by the time I realized that that was going to become a thing, I was already booking two months out, so I had sort of two months of catch-up. And now, uh, now I've stopped losing time, but I'm, I've yet... I keep sort of leaping closer, but then... Uh, for various reasons, sort of still find myself two to three weeks behind where uh, I was telling people I was going to be. The way I deal with those changing scenarios is I, is I block out time in my calendar to sort of catch me back up. So if I feel like I'm two weeks behind, then I go to where I'm booking and I cross off two weeks and that's the new spot where I'm now booking. So... I don't just keep adding and adding and adding and hope that I can sort of pick up the slack. Realistically, I'm going as full tilt as I can. So what I need to do is be going full tilt and then hit a two-week block in, my, in, in, the, in the, the notebook where there's nothing written down and all of a sudden I leapfrog up to much closer to a realistic time frame to where I told people I was going to be because I didn't book anything for those two weeks, if that makes sense. So, the problem with that is that there is a time delay between me recognizing the problem and me resolving the problem. 
And this wouldn't normally be an issue, except I close my books um, usually sometime in August each year so that I can be done with all my orders by October so that I can pivot to carving spoons for local sales for the Christmas tree season. If I don't do that, then it's a sort of missed opportunity. And then I open, when I close my books for the season, I open my books for the next season and people can order stuff, but they won't get it if they order it, you know, in September, they won't get it until January. As I get closer to that time when my books are closed for the season, it becomes more and more important for me to be accurate so that I don't uh, slide into time that I had set aside, that I wanted to set aside to carve for local spoon sales. And I don't have to use, because otherwise I'll have to use that time to make up for the fact that I was not accurate in when I thought I was booking work. And in order to meet all my existing obligations to people, I'll use up that time that I wanted to use carving stuff for other reasons. So often what I do, um, I like to use these weekly planners that start in July or maybe June of each year and then go a year and a half. And what that means is right about now, actually, I should be buying the next one and I will transfer all of my existing orders over to it. And right about now, right about June 1st, it'll give me this immediate sort of realignment where I know with much greater certainty exactly when I'm booking work. Because everything from here on got rewritten down, rejiggered so that it lines up exactly when uh, in a much more realistic fashion with when I will actually be getting to it. And it's sort of a, a refresh button that lets me see with much greater clarity when I should close my books because I'm fully booked. So it took me 10 minutes to describe my system. I think this layer of messiness is part of what makes people feel like they want to simply uh, make things and then put them up for sale. But I think it, if you do that, you're actually missing out on a big opportunity because first of all, you're missing the opportunity to create some stability for your own income. And in times like this, having a two and a half month runway is tremendously important for me to be able to see if I need to make some changes and not have it immediately affect my family's income. If I had seen sales drop off, which I didn't, but if I had seen sales completely drop off when uh, lockdown started, when coronavirus quarantine started, um, I would have still had several months to pivot and make a move without it necessarily affecting my work. And more importantly, I would have had two months lead time 
to sort of establish the new normal of whatever it was that I was going to be pivoting to. Dogs, come here! Come here, dogs. Stand by, guys. Come here. Right here. Come here. Maisie, come here. Sit. Good girl. <clears throat> this way. Come on. So, it's helpful in providing stability. It's also helpful in getting people to value your work more. If they see that they're going to have to wait for it, they recognize that other people value my work also. And that gives me more credibility when it comes to the prices I'm charging. Now, combine that with the fact that I charge very low prices uh, compared to many of my peers, it makes for a powerful combination that drives people's willingness to close the sale. That they see that it's a reasonable price, but they also see that lots of other people want it and that I'm booked. And that puts me in a position of much greater strength when it comes to saying yes or no to queries or opportunities. So the main thing that I think is important to recognize in this system is that the whole thing is flexible and it's not based on trying to lock into any given day what it is that I'm supposed to be doing in such a way that if I fail, I feel like I'm frantic and if I'm behind, I'm somehow really behind. I have never had somebody really get upset for me being behind. When I'm as behind as I am right now, I do have people reaching out saying, hey, just checking in on my order. You said it was gonna be this time, just wanted to see what's going on. And I'll reach back and I'll say, thanks for reaching out. I'm running a few weeks behind. If I have the ability to tell them when I think I'll get to their order, I do. But if I don't, I just say, thanks for your patience. So sorry to be off from my estimate. And absolutely every single time, that person goes on to say, no worries, just keep me posted. Uh, you know, I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for getting back to me. I think responsiveness and communication counts for way more than being completely on the ball with where I thought I was going to be when it comes to scheduling. And so I think the most important thing, if you are behind, is simply to be on the, on the ball with responding to people who are asking about their orders. Because imagine if you weren't. If you were behind and then you were feeling guilty so you didn't respond to their orders, that's the real sin. It's not... Come on, dogs, let's turn around. It's not... Well, you're barking up the wrong tree. It just jumped to that tree. <laughs> She's chasing the squirrel. It ran up a tree, jumped a branch, and totally lost her. Uh, so, so I don't think you need to worry about 
people getting upset that you're not on target. The most important thing is the willingness to block out blank days to get yourself back on target and then having the yearly reset at some time that makes sense to you in terms of your yearly schedule so that you sort of refresh your sense of where you're at and everything stays relatively accurate. I hope this helps those of you who are considering how to set up your booking system. Uh, I know it might seem like a lot of work to write everything down by hand, but let me tell you, having one place where it's all written down and I don't need the internet to know what address to write down uh, has been really lovely. I do, have pl- I do have lists where I don't write down people's addresses and I need to look it up. So for the burnishers and polishers and for the template sheets, those are the three times when I don't have somebody's address written down simply because it's so many people going through those lists. Uh, And that's way more of a drag. When I can be boxing up orders and I don't need to be looking up addresses each time because I've already taken the time to write them down, those five minutes to write them down before, it's like a little gift to myself that I've given myself in the future. Uh, And when I'm receiving that gift in the future, looking back at my past self, I'm incredibly grateful that I did. Uh, Because it's a much more pleasant experience to just go through a notebook and transfer addresses from there. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, let me know if you found this helpful. Talk tomorrow.